is Notorious P.O.D. The name's John Bass on this M.I.C. I brought a couple man alongside of me. I got Gary Roy Smith in the place to boot. We got murder stats and guests galore. You know we're talking real hip-hop folklore. And we're gonna cover all the goddamn classics. Notorious P.O.D. We're gonna smash it. Peace! Hello world and welcome to Notorious P.O.D. I'm your host, John Bass. This week, I'm joined by B.C. The Grand Slam, Cal Qaeda, and Eden Spaz hard-hating, hat-trick ball-receiving, Cal's up in his bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Mate, do you know what? I'm going to be out of breath with some of these intros. I know, I know. You're going to need to, I don't know, do <sighs> some do some like amateur boxing like shows at the weekend yes. to like, practice. Good shout. Like, you know. yeah, work, on the, work on the old pipes, mate. Yeah. Get them loosened up. Because the thing is, the more times people come on, the more creative I have to be with you their intros. Because I, I can't not do a long intro, because I do it for everyone. You do. And just because you've been on before, I don't want to No, work. I expect even longer. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like I need to, need to practice that. But how's things, mate? You good? Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, man. All good. I had to um, had to apologise to Cal, because I've like we've tried to do two pods. One, we had to like cancel, which was the, the Bad Boy special, which is still coming. Yeah. Uh, T's, T's just bottled it, basically, tonight. Yeah, shook as fuck. Yeah, he's, he shit himself. Like basically, he he knows what's coming, which is we're going to be basically saying that G Depp and Mace were the best thing that ever happened to Bad Boy. Yeah, and um, he's just not prepared for that. No, he's not. He's not ready for that smoke. No, he's um, not. And when we were supposed to record, I was late. Then I said, "Oh, we can go somewhere to record," and then we couldn't record there. Yeah. So that was that was fuck up number one. And then tonight I was like, "Mate, see you at six. And then I think I saw you about twenty past six. You did see you about twenty past so, six. So, mate, uh, I'm in your debt. So. Like, if you just want to, at any point, just, mm. like, call me a cunt or just, mm. like, give me a dead arm or something, like... I might just talk about wrestling for, like, ten minutes. Fine. Just non-stop. Fine. You can't interrupt me. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah, that's all right. I think we should have, like, a whole section. <laughs> There's no murder stats this week. It's we'll just, just Cal talk, talking about wrestling. Just talk about wrestling. Yeah, that's fine. I think people will be into it. <laughs> um, mate, I want to... Um, we are going to be talking about the Black Album, mm-hmm. which is great. But before that, I just want to get into um, a couple of bits of, like, hip-hop news, what we call Street Report. Um, a couple of things came out this week, and I just thought it'd be interesting to just kind of just talk about it. More general hip-hop shit. Yep. Um, have you heard about Nas basically saying that he doesn't want to keep talking about Illmatic? Yes. Doesn't like constantly being reminded of it, blah, 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 blah. Well, stop fucking releasing documentaries and DVDs then, Nas. The man's been touring it for like the last fucking forever. I, when I saw him at the Roundhouse yeah. about three years ago, he was doing Illmatic. He's yeah. been doing festivals, doing Illmatic. It was a year ago he was just doing your mag. He's just done this tour with Mary J. Blige. Um, I don't know what he's going on about. It's really weird, isn't Do you it? Do not be good? Make another good album. Yeah. <gasps> How about that, Nas? Oh, my How God. About, I, mean, it's, I mean, we're talking about Jay-Z today on this pod, so I'm going to bring that back in. Um, when Jay-Z was saying you got a, like, a hot album every 10-year average, Yeah. maybe there was something to that, right? This is, yeah. this is why I was all about um, TakeOver versus Ether. I'm, all, mm. I'm, I'm in the TakeOver camp. Because a lot of what Jay is saying about Nas yeah. is true. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of the stuff that Nas was saying, even though it was quite spiteful, you, you couldn't fact check like, fact check it. Yeah. It was like, you look like a camel, yeah. you do Tybo. It was kind of juvenile. Yeah. Um, it was really spiteful at the time and it came across like, oh, that's hard. But now, in hindsight, like, Jigger won. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've never been in the camp. Eva's a great this record don't get me wrong but he's basically got like three or four verses on there trying to take shots at Jay and what Jay does in essentially half a verse is absolutely dismantle Nas's entire career yeah 
And actually, if you look what's happened after that point, it's not like Nas has particularly taken over that title either. No, it's, no. It, if anything, it's proving the point, which is that the reason that people cherish Ilmac so much is because there's not much to pin it on after that mm. for Nas's career. I mean, I really like It Was Written. And I think It Was Written is massively slept on because it wasn't Ilmac. Yeah. And people hate it for that I fact. think I really like Still Mac was really good. I like Still Mac as well, yeah. Godson. Godson's really good. Yeah. But there's a lot in between those times. There's a lot more bad albums. Um, Life is good. When was the last time you listened to that? Yeah. Very, um, very like Nostradamus. Yeah. Hip hop is dead. Um, the untitled one. Um, yeah. And then you've had the the lost tapes. Yeah, yeah the lost one. tape stuff. And it's like, I've taken my shoes off, John. By the Mate. way, you just have to do it. Like this carpet is so nice. Mate, so we we're again recording in Kiki's studios. Oh my god, this carpet is so nice. It's so mate. It's really it's like nice. when you're in the cinema, you just have to take your shoes off. It's yeah, just mate, a done thing. I'm with you. Like at the moment, there's no like, there's no smell, so that's no. fine. Like, I'm completely on board with that. Yeah. Even if there was smell, I think, like I said, I'm in your debt. So you can kind of like... I was about to say that. Just like, actually, I'm just going to rest them just under your, like, nose. Yeah. I would have been like, do you know what? That's fair enough. Yeah. That is fair enough. Um, The other thing that's going around. So, yeah, Nas, just fucking get over it, mate. Just make another album. Like, stay away from Kanye. Stay away from Kanye. Just stop it. And just make another good album with, like, good producers. Just, like... Just get with Preem. Just get with Preem. And just go... Professor. Like, let's just make... Let's just... Essentially, <laughs> let's essentially do the Illmatic formula. Let's bring the same producers on, yeah. like Q-Tip, Large Professor, Preem. Let's get Pete Rock. Let's get into a room and let's make a fucking let's good make album. Let's make Illmatic too. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Like, it's you know, pride, man. You know an artist is getting desperate when they, they have a number two of their biggest album. Yeah, like, I remember know. Eminem did Marshall Mathers 2. Yeah. Because he had a really bad run and then did Marshall Mathers LP 2. And it was terrible. It was yeah. probably like his worst album. One of, for sure. I mean, I think that's... that. That is one of the reasons that I kind of was like, oh, I'm not really an Eminem fan anymore. Yeah. Because it just got to the point where I was like, that is a bit embarrassing. I think a lot of our, a lot of people's love for Eminem was off Marshall Mavis LP, probably the first one. Yeah. But that's like his best album for me by yeah. far. Yeah. And actually, yeah, by far. Then Eminem show was great. And then ever since then, it's yeah. just... just and yeah. then I really liked Kamikaze. I thought it was really good. But yep. I'm not invested enough now to be like, oh my God, Eminem's back. And I'm Come not... On. I'm not in the Stan category of Eminem fans. I like him. And Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers, great back-to-back albums. Uh, even Eminem show wasn't... I just didn't get it. It right. just got too much Eminem production, not yeah. enough Dre production. I suppose um, we're going to talk about Eminem production because he does a beat on the Black we Album. We are. We are indeed, my friend. We are indeed. Um, just quickly, one more thing from the Street Report. Um, there's We've seen these lists like top 50 best MCs. Yeah. Right. And now there's this list top 50 trash rappers. And, and in exactly the same way, when people see their favorites, they fucking lose their yeah. shit. Yeah. And um, there's been a, there's been some controversy. I mean, some of the names on there were like Lu- ludicrous, which yeah. I mean, not only is it ludicrous that he's on there, yeah. ludicrous is on the fucking list of 50 trash rappers. Yeah. That is mental to me. And there's some others on there that are like considered trash who I think are, are just fine. Like they're, they're okay. I wrote some names down. Go on, talk to me. Uh, so ones that I thought, oh, that's a bit harsh. Cassidy. Really harsh. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, really harsh again. Um, Tony Yayo. Like, he should be on the top 50 best. Yeah, Mad Things. Worst. Like, and Logic. Yeah. Logic is topical though, isn't it? Because yeah. Joe Budden, did you see the thing that Joe yeah, Budden did? Yeah, him off. So he said, <laughs> it was actually a really funny video. <laughs> I, really I don't love Joe Budden and his new kind. He's like the Wendy Williams of rap. He's yeah, just become mate. a gossip. Um, and Norrie has as well. But 
it was really funny. Him awesome. reading his raps out. Did you see that? Yeah. He was reading his raps out and it, it was terrible. Logic. He's, yeah. he's a voice. He's like, you are one of the worst rappers to ever touch the mic. And I was like, fucking hell, that is brutal. I mean, Logic is one of those. He gets called corny and like cheesy and he has got, some of his lyrics are, I mean, like the ones Bun reads out. They yeah. are very cringe mm. in isolation. And he's one of these like rappers that's got, got that kind of rapid fire machine gun flow. And it's like everything. If you slow those lyrics down, of course they sound shit mm. because it's not about the lyrical content. And yeah. this is my argument always about modern hip hop is it's very few of those rappers with that style who also have the lyrical content. Mm. So if you're going to put him in that bubble, then there's probably loads of other rappers yeah. that would be similar. Logic's cool. Like There's like half a dozen songs of his that I quite like. Yeah. Um, but you can see like... There's people that are influenced by other rappers. He straight up like bites styles of other rappers. For sure. Like he's like a Kendrick, Dr Kendrick Drake, J. Cole, Eminem hybrid. Yeah. Like, and you can see the influence of all of those people in him. But he's done some nice songs. He's not like the worst rapper ever, but yeah. he is corny as fuck at the Mate, same time. Totally. Yeah. And that's why I think that those lists, all of them are mad. Because every time I see one published, doesn't matter who it is, Funk Flex, like all these different people that have done the top 50 favorites or their top 50 best. You will never find a list that everyone's like, yeah, that's spot on. No, yeah, like, you're not. Of course not. Because it's subjective and yeah. it's emotional. Like, because you have an emotional, you know, connection with certain artists. Um, so what what I was happy about on that worst list about, I was happy about number one, Magoo. Magoo. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> I just, do you remember there was that song he did with Timberland and uh, Missy Elliott and it was called Cop That Shit. Oh, yeah. And all they did, all three of them, was just bite Rakim verses. Yeah, exactly. Just bite old school verses and I hated it so much. It's a good shout actually. I forgot about that because he does the pump up the volume. Yeah. His weird little voice. They just stole like verses from... It's a good shout. I never from, really I hated, that. and I hated Timberland, Timberland for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, between like Big Pimpin' and the Black Album, I thought he was shit. Oh, really? You yeah, really genuinely, I thought he was shit. And then he Black Album came out. He dirt, I think, did he do Dirty Shoulder? Shoulder, yeah. And the man made his comeback. Yeah. Play. So the thing is with Timbo, like just getting going off on a bit of a tangent, I really liked Timbaland. The reason that I thought Magoo was garbage is because he was like wasting good beats. Like he's on Indian Flute, which is like, to me, is such an amazing sample and such a like iconic hip hop sample. And it's like Magoo's on there and it's just like, who cares about Magoo? Like this could have been Jay-Z. This mm. could have been whoever. So it always just felt like Magoo some, somehow like magically found himself alongside one of the great producers. Yeah. And it's just a bit mad. It's a, it's a little bit like um, in a football term, like Jabril Cissé being in a Champions League winning squad with Liverpool. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. some of the Man United players that have had like Champions like League Like John wins. O'Shea's got a Champions League winning exactly. squad. I mean, he just found himself in this like scenario where he's suddenly like picking up trophies. I feel like Magoo just like had the good fortune of like being associated to Timberland. Yeah, it's like Tim uh, Timberland was about to walk in front of a car and Magoo saved him. Yeah, and that's it. He'll he'll do anything for him now. Yeah, um, yeah. Or like he's got compromising pictures of yes. Timberland and like young like young boys, maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Lil, Lil Fizz from B2K. <laughs> we shouldn't joke about that shit because that's real, right? That shit's real. That's super Fuck, sad as that well. Was, yeah, that is dark. So yeah. we've gone to a dark place. Shall we? Um, shall we get out of this dark place? Let's get a dark place. But let's, let's go to let's go to the Black Album. Yeah. Because um, you've been on a couple of times. We've done we've done more kind of uh, West Coast vibes. We've mm. had um, obviously a little bit of the game. Mm -hmm. Then you well, we originally took it East Coast with Fifty. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we're talking real East Coast with some Jay-Z. 
So why why did you pick this album, mate? What was the what was the reason for this being hat trick? Uh, I think it's I couldn't go G unit again. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was absolutely clear. I could not go G unit again. As much as I love Lloyd Banks, I just couldn't do it. Um, I didn't want to go West Coast again. Um, and I think and I think I may have said this before. It's important to me that I remember the time it came out, what the scene was like when we came yes. out. And I think when you're doing and when you know, when, when when you come on the pod, it's you've got to remember what the scene was like and the buzz and everything. And so I can't talk about the Chronic by Dr. Dre because I was nine. Yeah, I can't talk about it as much as I love the album. I can't. So let's talk about albums that I remember coming out and what was going on. So that's why. And it's probably my favorite Jay-Z album. So. So, yeah, mate. And I think that's a really good point that you raised because I always say to people, especially like the first time they come on, is like, look, I'm not asking you to be like analytical to the point where you know every song and every minute yeah. of every song. I just want them to be passionate about it. And I, I think you're absolutely right when you say when you experience the album being like drop in basically mm. and you remember what it was like when it first came out that does add a little bit of something like mm. my one of my favorite hip-hop albums wu-tang 36 chambers but i can't possibly imagine what that was like when it actually first came out yeah. and so as passionate as i am about it i don't have that same connection to it yeah. as other albums that are not as good that i remember coming out so yeah. So good T shout. can remember when 36 Chambers came out. He was 34 when that came out. <laughs> T, T can remember when hip hop was invented, mate. Yeah. He, he was there, like, just yeah. going, oh, should probably just, like, yeah. get that mixer, get that mixer, plug yeah. them together. So in a lot what of was ways. That, like, uh, that was, like, mid-70s, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, easily. Like, so he was at least 25. He was an old head in the scene at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hate her. Do you know what? He's not, when he comes on this bad boy um, special, he's just not going to talk. He's just going to sit there giving me daggers. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm an enabler yeah. of, of your... <laughs> UNT's like savage banter. Um, okay, let's get let's get into a little bit more um, about your kind of early memories of it because, like you said, you remember when this album came out. It's one of you, it's your probably your favorite Jay Z album. I would say so. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's tell me about when it first came out. The first time you listened to it. And, and what um, are. So do you know what? This morning when uh, I was I was thinking of, I was thinking you know getting ready to to come here with and see you. The first thing I thought about was the packaging. Mm. Do you remember? It was black case it wasn't see-through it yeah. didn't have an actual cover it was just completely black and it just had a sticker on the front that said jay-z the black album but and that was the first thing i thought of you when you opened it up it had the disc and it had the little book but it yeah. was just black so it was different yeah it was cool and i'm annoyed because actually broke the case a little bit and you can't replace that you can't replace it so that, that was really annoying when i did that i accidentally broke the case but that's probably the first thing i think about when i think about um, the album is the packaging and how it was different. Such a good shout because, like now, and we, we spoke about this on the last pod I did with Lauren Kofi, like you just don't buy albums really. Like, I mean, I do, I still like to collect them and keep them, but generally, if you listen to an album, you kind of stream it, right? So, the, the idea of um, collecting and covers and marketing materials mm. kind of lost the art form a little bit. Mm. And you're right, like in a world where like uh, hip hop album covers were like bright and kind of leery and had things on the front, you know, the art, like the rapper with like fucking cars everywhere and they were just bright and vivid. To just have this simple plain black album did actually cut through everything. And when you were like flicking through sections, you just saw it, you were like, fuck, this is cool. Like yeah. it just seemed to stand out a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was completely different. And I think the most important thing about the album was it was advertised at the time as his retirement album. Great shout. We've actually and got some questions about that. Yeah, and it was... And you believed it. Yeah. You believed it was reti his retirement album. 
uh, and you know back then there was so much hype building up to albums yeah. and the internet was obviously you know alive and well and we was in the scene of you know all these different hip-hop websites there was rap godfathers and hip-hop dx and soh and all these different websites that you would get information from as well as the magazines that we all used to read back then double xl the source hip-hop connection everything yeah. vibe um so there was so much hype around it and i think it delivered mate totally and we're going to get into that because the whole uh, idea of the retirement thing was just really like alien to me because at that point in time you know come off the back of doing blueprint blueprint 2.1 and it, it you know had a pretty good run in terms of like these were kind of big albums that people were like fucking hell this is amazing and then it was like this is going to be my last one and you're like oh fuck like no one else in hip-hop was like retired officially mm. like rakim wasn't retired he just hadn't no. put anything out so at any point he could drop an album yeah you know you have all these artists that were massive in the early part of the 90s that you thought at any time they could drop a new album this guy's gonna retire mm. it was like oh shit like that's kind of in itself like original and just something that kind of like never been seen before mm. and i think that definitely raised the profile of it like you know it raised his profile to be like well he obviously considers himself to the to be the best if he's going to retire mm. maybe he is the best it kind of like elevated him it was a really yeah. interesting time yeah it's not it's like it's like a it's like a boxer retiring at their peak yeah i'm sat here trying to think of a time of when a boxer done that barry mcguigan retired at 28 floyd mayweather retired when he knew it was time to be up and yeah. his time was up kind of thing jay-z was retiring inverted commas at the top yeah. he was at his peak he'd done blueprint he'd become a massive star blueprint 2 done the song beyonce yeah. huge star and now i'm leaving and it's like raw really yeah. it was it was a big big deal mate it was fucking crazy at the time um all right well look let's get into the into the murder stats and um, for the album for those that don't know murder stats is where we basically take uh, all the important stats uh, stats and facts about the album so you can get a bit more of a view and a picture of that um, and then we will pick those apart and go into some other stuff. So we're going to have your murder stats right now and be back straight after this. Peace. These are your murder stats for Jay-Z's The Black Album. The Black Album is the eighth studio album by American rapper Jay-Z, released on November the 14th, 2003 by Rockefeller Records. It was advertised as his final album before retiring, which is also a recurring theme throughout the album, although Jay-Z resumed his recording career in 2006. For the album, Jay-Z wanted to enlist a different producer for each song, working with Just Blaze, Kanye West, The Neptunes, Eminem, DJ Quick, Timberland, Ninth Wonder, and Rick Rubin, among others. When the Black Album was released, it received widespread critical acclaim from critics. In its first week, the album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, selling over 400,000 copies in the United States alone. It became Jay-Z's top-selling record of the 2000s decade, and by July 2013, it had sold 3.5 million copies in the US alone. The Black Album was promoted with a retirement tour by Jay-Z and three singles that also achieved Billboard chart success, including the top 10 hits, Change Clothes, and Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Those were your murder stats for Jay-Z's The Black Album. Okay, so we are refreshed. We've had our murder stats, um, and now I want to pick up a couple of bits about the singles Okay, um, from this album. So you, you mentioned before Timberland and his production style. You weren't you weren't in love with him at this moment in time. Then all of a sudden, this album drops. Yeah, Dirt Off Your Shoulder comes on, yep. and suddenly you're like, fuck me, wow, what a banger, right? 
Yeah, it was it was a big banger. It was it was like a catchphrase of mine. Yeah. Ain't done shit since Big Pimpin. I used to yeah. say it all the time <laughs> to people, like all the time. It was just my way of hating on him yeah. because I just never heard anything of his that that I liked. And then he did Dirt Up Your Shoulder. I was like, fuck's sake. Yeah, he's back, and he he's fucking back. And it it does it absolutely bangs that song. Yeah. Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about in terms of this album was. The Fade to Black documentary. Mate, great shout. I was just about to pick it up on that. Um, and the reason I mention that now is Jay-Z's face yeah. when he hears that beat. Yeah. Uh, Timbaland plays him like a split second, doesn't he? He yeah. plays him like half a second. No, no, no. And then he yeah. stops it. On, did it on, he does it on purpose. Yeah. And then Jay-Z like gets Jay-Z's attention. And then he just plays it. And then you just see Jay-Z just screw up his face. Yeah. It's like, mate, you've done it. Like, this is it. This is it. And it's su- there's not enough documentaries like that. Totally. There's not enough things like that. I remember reading um, uh, an article about Rick Ross when he did his verse on the on the Kanye song. Is it Devil, uh, Devil in a Devil New in Dress? Blue dre- uh, Devil in a New Dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, did, he did that. And there's like, because he's got a book out, Rick Ross. Okay. And he talked about the process of being in Kanye's studio and Kanye critiquing his verse and all of that. And it made me just think like, why wasn't there a camera on the wall? Yeah. Like... That sort of thing, seeing people that we admire and people we love, you know, listening to, seeing their process, we and the Fate of Black documentary gave us that. Um, and so, yeah, the dirt of your shoulder, his reaction to it was probably the same reaction of all of us when it first banged. Mate, it's such a good shout, and you're spot on about the Fate of Black element. I, I remember like the first time I saw that, and I actually saw it through lots of clips, actually, like on right. YouTube and right. like, lots of bits and pieces of it. And um, I got into a wormhole of just watching producers like make famous tracks or artists record famous songs. And it's one of my favorite things to, to do. It's like to watch these guys work and see how like, like legendary albums are created and stuff like that. And we were talking about Illmatic before and you know some of these great albums. I would, I would happily sit and just watch a documentary. And they have them, I've mentioned it a couple of times on this pod, there's a MTV series called Classic Albums. Mm-hmm. But that covers like all sorts of genres. And the only one that I've ever seen that was hip hop was actually Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z. Oh. I've seen was it I've seen that. I think I've seen that. And it's really good. Yeah. And yeah. it's really good. But you don't really get the actual like live footage of them creating it. They're talking no. about how they created it. Yeah. And I think that's what's so good about the Fate of Black documentary. You're actually seeing uh, Timberland like playing. He plays um the potion, which ends up going to Ludacris right. Timberland. He plays that to Jay Z and he just does no reaction whatsoever. And then, like you say, as soon as he plays him that, he just knows, like, that's what I want. And you see the approach, and this is why I wanted to talk about the singles, because obviously there's, like, Change Clothes on there, which is Neptune's. Yep. 99 Problems, Rick Rubin. Yep. And you've got a lot of these tracks. Obviously, there's Kanye tracks on there. And the approach that he takes with these producers is really different. Mm. And I find that really interesting. Like, I don't know if you remember, but Pharrell essentially pitches him a concept before he yes. plays him anything. Yep. He's like, end of Carlito's way. Yep. It's like a movie. Yep. And then he plays him, um, the, I think Is it's it like the last track on the album. Yeah, Allure. Allure. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he hears it, he's like, I totally get what you're saying. And I think that that element of like the way he works pro- with producers is really interesting. Mm. But out, out of the singles, like what what's your favorite? What do you think about the singles off this album? Because they were all kind of quite big cultural hits yeah they were this was like you know the blue i suppose blueprint one was the one that was the album that got jay-z into like big big star yeah this made him like even bigger star like 99 problems but a bitch ain't one became like a pop culture saying totally that people would kind of say all the time in reference you know obviously to that song or whatever um they were all huge records 
Change Clothes is probably my favorite of the three. Yeah, same. It's smooth. Pharrell does his thing. Beats lovely. Yeah. Like Jay-Z does his thing. Obviously does his thing as well. For me, it's my favorite. I'm not... 99 Problems is a cool song. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love it. It's cool. Same with Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Like it's a good song, but it's not one of my favorites of Jay-Z's. They're all... They were the perfect picks for singles. Absolutely. Totally. Um not my favourites on the album, but yeah, they're, they're all really big songs and they were absolutely the right choice as singles. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Let's um, let's talk more broadly about like favourite tracks on this album because okay. like the singles are all great and actually I do like them all. Like I agree right. with you about 99 Problems, like definitely a massive like pop culture phenomenon. Like if you now yeah. say to anyone, I've got 99 Problems, they will follow up by Bitch Ain't One. Yeah. And then they'll probably say Hit Me as well at the end. Yeah. If you, if you, if you go to Full Hot. Yeah. Um, and like Change Clothes, if you if you put that on, people like Play it. Play that at right? a wedding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyone, you get, know. Get people bopping. Yeah. And Don't Off Your Shoulder, I think it's, it's the beat is just so fucking good on that yeah. track. Um, but there are loads of good tracks on this album. Like, talk me through some of your favourites. Um, the standout song for me is What More Can I Say? Yeah, fucking um, great. The, the start with the gladiator yeah um and then the drop obviously the drop the beat when the beat drops and it's just it's it's jay-z it's it's the song on that entire album saying i'm the best to ever do it yeah and now i'm going yeah. like and he displays that throughout the song and that that seems to be like the theme throughout the album is yeah. i'm the nicest i'm the nicest i'm just showing you i'm the nicest but now i'm going i've got other stuff to do and that, that song for me is the epitome of, it almost signifies the whole album. So it's just him just saying, I'm the fucking nicest, basically. Yeah, um, it's a yeah. good shout. And also, you're right, because that track also in kind of the element of like, what more can I say in the sense of, I've done it all. Like I've said it all, I've done it all. Like what else is there to say? And he kind of references that as well about, you know, ultimately I just repeat myself if I carry on. Mm. Um, which is which is kind of really interesting, and then it's followed up by Encore, which is really like yeah yeah yeah, which is also fucking great. Um, other favorites, mate, on the album? Um, ooh, uh, what did I write down? I said, uh, what more can I say? Frets. Yeah, Frets is great. Frets, the the I don't know who the guy it's, is that does the who is that? It's Cedric the Entertainer. I think. Oh, is it? I think so. yeah, that does like the what's up, pimp? It's Frets, like yeah, <laughs> like that, and then Justify My Fuck. That's probably yeah. they're probably my three favorite songs off off the album frets is just i will shoot your mum like yeah. it's just gulliness like it's from the gutter. start to the beginning i like the the, the little wick cedric the entertainer i keep trash bags with me that just cracks me up yeah. i don't know why i keep trash bags with me <laughs> yeah you don't know when you gotta dump somebody off like yeah. yeah i keep some bin bags in my boot just, just in, in case. case i gotta dump you in a ditch so it's true. just hilarious to me and it's like the little bullet like the little um yes like sniper rifle yes. Cut shots is kind of cool yeah, that's a good track. I always really like Lucifer. Okay. The sample, yeah, uh, like it's class. Like it's literally, if you wanted to get an example of early Kanye, yeah, sample and loop bass beats, like really simple, mm. and also it's got that classic Kanye hi hat. That's like a weird, like, like almost like a high pitched click. It's like a, yeah. it's really weird, but it's really cool on that yeah. track. And Jigger just like fucking smashes, smashes it, bits. It. Yeah, he does. And that's another one you see in the documentary. You see like that whole thing about Kanye being the little brother. Yeah. Like you see that in that scene in the documentary yeah. because he's so excited to show this beat 
to his big brother and try to get like his um what's the word like to get the yes the pat on the head yeah to get that pat on the head yeah Yeah. that kind of admiration that kind of yes good job kind of thing yeah and you see it in that scene and then like you said jay-z just smashes it yeah yeah it's fucking sick what's that lyric that Bumping brown sugar by D'Angelo in yes. Los Angeles, yeah. like an evangelist. Yeah, yeah, fucking smashes it. Yeah. Um. So I love that. Yeah, Threat is a fucking banger. Um, R. Kelly sample. Yeah, R. Oh. Kelly sample. Was it Threat of a Woman? or Yeah, to a Woman's Woman's yeah, Threat. Yeah, Threat. Yeah. Because I was going through, like, basically producers on this album and kind of looking through. And, and the list of, like, associated artists on this album is fucking ridiculous. So mm. the producers alone are Just Blaze, Kanye West, The Neptunes, Timberland, Ninth Wonder, Eminem, Rick Rubin, DJ Quick. I mean, that is fucking ridiculous. And then, yeah, you've got you've got samples and um, basically kind of ad-libs and extra stuff from Madonna, Lenny Kravitz. Yep. Uh, who else is on here? Like, just fucking loads Naomi of... Naomi Campbell does the little bit at the end of Justify My Fug. There you it? go. She does that. She just says, "I'm now back to your regular scheduled program." Yeah, good shout. So even yeah. the skits are fucking laced with amazing people. And this is what I think is is cool about this album because I think whether or not it was intentional, like he genuinely thought, "I'm going to retire." Mm. This felt like a fucking landmark in yes. hip hop. Like yeah. everyone that was associated to it, and and kind of how it appears in terms of like the first few tracks are literally like, "I'm going to retire." Here's why. DJ Quick. That's a that's a producer from out of left field. Yeah, totally. You would never put Jay Z with DJ Quick. Yeah, like which is a cool pick though because he did just it's a great thumb, pick, right? And it he, makes he yeah. could have picked Dr. Dre. That have been this because that was Dr. Dre was having the run. He was having that run with G Unit and you know all Eminem and all that. But he, you know he picks a West Coast guy, but he picks DJ Quick. It's cool, isn't it? It's, it's cool really pick. cool. Uh, it's a really and it's one of the best songs on the album. So yeah. he made the right pick. For definite, and I think that 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 is why this album is so fucking good because essentially at this point in time, all of those producers, like Kanye, was still kind of up and coming, but we we know what he's done past that point is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Timberland at that point was like you know considered like the marquee uh, go-to guy basically. Yeah. You no know, Neptunes were absolutely doing bits. Like yeah. Ninth Wonder still putting out fucking amazing music now. Yeah. Like this this just kind of like super group of producers just mm. put out this album and he I think he basically went to all of them and were like play me your best beats and yep. I will take them yep because the beats every single one of them are just fucking iconic and just amazing what was the one that Eminem did what did Eminem do he did uh, Moment of Clarity Moment of Clarity yeah I'm not a huge fan of Eminem as a producer same. all his beats sound the same like he's gonna rap on them they all sound the same it's like they're all for him yeah but it's a good song. Moment of Clarity is a good song. It's great. Beat's decent. It's a good beat. and But it's the song. It's what Jay-Z does to that really basic. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fucking Thomas the Tank Engine or something. But it's like every track he fucking makes. Every <laughs> beat is just same, plodding they? beat. It's not even like boom bap. It's just, bo- it's just literally one boom <laughs> and one bap. It's just boom, bap, boom. <laughs> in the background that's fucking amazing your impression of his beats is amazing it's that perfect. is what they like it's exactly what they like it's exactly what Go, they like moment of clarity is that one more time please for me right. boom, boom, bam, bam, <laughs> boom, boom, 
Bam, bam. It's fucking perfect. That's what it's, it's like. absolutely perfect. This moment of clarity. This moment of clarity. Bam, 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 bam. You can hit you. Eminem would make that song. He makes them for himself, doesn't yeah. he? Poor Jay Z being in the studio when when he said <laughs> to Eminem, oh. "Give me your best beats," and he's just heard bum 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 like seven thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he's like, "Oh, cool." So Jay, like, I've got this track for you. Here it is. Like, plays him out, and he's like, oh, "Okay," and he's thinking, "Fuck, I've got to take it." It's Eminem. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's going, "Oh, what else have you got?" And he plays him all the other instrumentals, <laughs> and Eminem's just going, well, "It's not very really good." You, should, you want yeah. something a little bit more? Bum 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 bum. Fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, Eminem's oh production god. is horrible, yeah. but. Isn't Moment of Clarity the, the famous line when he's talking about truthfully, I want yes, to like rhyme like common sense. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mils, so I ain't rhyming like common, common sense. sense. Yeah, lyrically like Talib Kweli. Talib Kweli, yeah. Great line. That is a fucking quotable if ever I've heard yeah. one and a perfect summary of the, the, the split in hip hop kind of before that era and like that carried on through, which is that, you know, there's so many rappers who look up to lyrical rappers, mm. but they know if they want to be successful and they want to make money, they can't do it. Yeah. And it was, it sounded at the time like a diss, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't a diss. Was it was actually yeah. admiration. It was kind yeah. of saying like, actually, I wish I was as good as them yeah. in a lot of ways, but because I'm not, I know how to make yeah. a fuckload of money out of it. Yeah. And that's what I do well. Those, that must have done, for those two at the time, that must have given them such a lift. Totally. You know, because they've both had their successes, you know, Talib and uh, Common. And Common's a very much a mainstream star now, probably yeah. more for acting and stuff than for than for his music. But for Talib, that must have been such a like, yeah, man. Like on his retirement album, he's giving me the shout out and he's saying, you're on, you're, you're my peer, you're on my level. Yeah. Like, you know, I look up to you kind of thing in a lyrical way. Totally. It was a huge thing. It was, it was a, Big, big deal. And it was such a cool line. I love it where, you know, Game did it too much. Too much. Too much name dropping. But when you're like, when you're, you see like someone you admire, like a great MC, talk about another great MC. And it's it's such a cool thing. It's such a cool thing to see. Definitely. All that beef stuff. Like, beef's cool. Like, when diss tracks and stuff. And it's like, it's cool. But that's why we we fanboy for guest appearances so much Definitely. because we want to see these people we admire work together yeah. you know that's like we always we spoke about wrestling a lot on the first yeah, one yeah, yeah. when hulk hogan and ultimate warrior <laughs> were tag team partners it was like yeah they're friends it's like it's just cool it's just such a nice thing no totally it's the same with football when you see like you know it gets rinsed now like players have handshakes and stuff yeah. but i like it i like when i see that oh they're yeah. mates like off the field i like i don't know why but it feels like more relatable that thing with ronaldo and messi were at the fifa awards and they sat there just chatting in like in spanish like the whole night it's like yeah it's cool like they're rivals and they both want to win but then they sit there and they're just chatting about stuff probably right. about their kids and stuff like that and it's just cool it's just a nice thing to see it is cool and you're right i think what what was really good about that is it was basically that the, essentially the leader of the mainstream saying to to the world, mm. go and listen to other hip hop. Yep. That's good, because yep. actually, I would want to be like these guys. Mm. So if you like what I'm doing, like these guys are doing something that's even better in a lot of ways. That's essentially what he did, and I thought you're you're spot on, mate. It was a really admirable thing for him to do, and I think it actually probably it's one of the reasons that I even knew who Talib Kweli was. Yeah, because at that time, I was still like I I was really into hip hop, but I was discovering people like right. every fucking week. Right. And every time I'd look at something, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. And then just find someone else and find someone else. And like, I was already on Common at that time, but I like, I knew who he was. I knew the name, but I was like, I hadn't really listened to anything. I was like, maybe right. I should fucking listen to this guy. Yeah, and yeah. then went back and, and listened to those early albums. And it's yeah. like, oh shit, like, this has opened my I'm not a huge Talib fan. 
the Reflection Eternal, I think that was yeah. those were the albums he did with High Tech. They yeah. were really cool. Yeah, Black uh, Star, obviously. Yeah, 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 Black Star as well. Like, yeah, because you guys did a pod about that. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's he's really cool. And I told you the story about when I met him in New York that time. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just like, it was so weird. I don't know if I told it on a pod, but I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah, no, I don't think you have. So yeah, tell it. Definitely. So. I'm, I'm going to New York, me and my cousin. My cousin's a big hip-hop head as well. And I mentioned him on the first pod that I was on. And um, we get to Terminal T5. And T5's new at the time. It's like quite new. So we're in the Terminal. And there's former heavyweight champion of the world, Lennox Lewis. Right? One of who, your heroes, right? Who was one of my heroes. Yeah. Like the first fighter I was a huge super fan of. So we bump into Lennox Lewis, right? We have a chat with him, get a picture. Cool. We jump on the plane. We sit on the plane. We're sat next to this sit next to this girl she's listening to Talib oh shit she's listening to Talib on her phone or she's got like an iPod touch so you can see the cover you can see what she's listening to we get off the plane oh actually no I say to my cousin on the plane Lennox Lewis he was on one of Talib's albums wasn't he because he was on the high tech yeah, he did yeah. like an intro and uh, he's like yeah yeah he was yeah so then we get to the hotel drop our bags off and then I turn, and there's fucking Talib standing right next to me. And it's the weirdest Fuck. thing. And I needed my cousin. He then walked away, Talib. And then my cousin came back because he'd gone to the toilet. And I said, I think Talib was right there. Can you just go and just go? He's gone down there. Just go and make sure it's him. And then he did. He walked down, turns around, just gives me the nod, like with the big wide <laughs> eyes. And then so I'd run down, so I've got to get the picture. I've got to get the picture. So and, then we're, and then we said, I've got Talib. And he's gone, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. It was just such a mad day like within like a 12 hour period yeah, meeting crazy. two giants in their field you know former heavyweight champion Lennox Lewis and Talib Kweli so yeah big dog he's a big dog Mate, that's great well just to just to tie that together I actually saw uh, Mighty Most Most Def oh cool uh, at D'Angelo gig so basically I got there really early because I was fucking hyped to see D'Angelo right so I get there really early there's no one there and it was really cool actually so um, in a venue I think it was Hackney Empire okay can't remember actually anyway doesn't matter so we're in there and it's like maybe i'd say 10 people inside and they're just playing jay diller donuts album and i was like fucking great i'm just gonna sit here get, got my drink i'm just gonna sit here and listen to this while i wait for the show and i just thought oh fucking hell i need another drink like i just like pretty comfortable here but i better go and get myself another drink so i get up and i like walk across the aisle and i just see there's like a couple people just standing in the doorway and in my mind i was thinking don't fucking stand in the doorway like get get the fuck into your like seated bit there's no one in it just move and as I look up to kind of say excuse me it's fucking most deaf Bruh. so I just without thinking about it you know when you just blurt things out I was like what up most <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me like what the fuck and he was like what up son and I was like fist pumped him and just walked off yes <laughs> and I was like you that was, and I was buzzing like you kept fuck. your call and I was like fuck I should have spoke because there was no one there like I probably yeah. could have had a chat with him but I always have this thing about celebrities which is that they're just normal people they don't yeah. want to fucking talk to people and like stand there for 20 minutes talking just say hello and go <laughs> and it was wicked I was like what up Molson he's like what up son and I was like oh, bang man, you kept it together like when I, I met this boxer Badoo Jack at Westfield in Stratford and they always tell this story on Below the Belt and I was with Alex and T and uh we're chatting to like this other boxer guy, Ashley Fearfane, he's a Tottenham fan, and he'd just done the fight in Cock with oh, them. So like he remembered them, like he's talking, and I'd met Ashley Fearfane, I'd met him in Vegas, and he yeah, he was like British champion level boxer. And standing behind him is Badoo Jack, who's like world champion at the time, like world super middleweight champion. And I don't even notice him for a second, and then suddenly <laughs> I clock on it's him, and I point right at him and go, Shit, Badoo Jack <laughs> 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 And this is like and the, Alex is like 
Yeah, he knows. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, it was so embarrassing, but so funny. No, so I did fun. something really similar. This is going like well on a <laughs> Don't tangent. Don't care, I love it. I love these are great. I love tangents. Uh, I was in Soho once and uh, I was getting some cash out of a cash point and I just literally got the cash out, turned around and I saw Chris Martin with, with his daughter, Apple. Oh, rah. Just walking around. It was kind of like a Sunday afternoon, like three o'clock. It was pretty quiet. And this was before they were massive, massive. Oh, okay. But I mean, he was with Gwyneth Paltrow and he had Apple, so he was still fucking yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just turned around exactly like you did, just without thinking, just went, it's Chris Martin, normal day. <laughs> Pointed right at him, did a Gervais. And he was just like, hi, mate. And he was like, looked at me as if to say, please don't make a big deal. Like, this will turn really shit for me. So I did, and I was just like, oh, Chris Martin, normal day. And then he just walked off, and that was it, left it. <laughs> but, you know, he's just like, why have I said that? I put, literally pointed in his face and just said his own name to him. Yeah, this is fucking well, I bizarre. did it, and I said shit at the beginning of it. Yeah. So it's don't pretty, worry about it's it. It's pretty good. Uh, what got, are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's, get, let's get back onto this album. But yeah, maybe, maybe we should ask people to next time tell us good, like good celebrity, good celebrity stories. Because yeah. I've got, I've actually got loads of other people's ones that are fucking oh, okay. hilarious. But I'll, I'll save them for another day. Um, okay, let's talk about. We've, we've spoken about producers, which were ridiculous. But who actually made the best beat on this album? We've just been bum, talking about. Bum, it. Bum, <laughs> bum, 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 <laughs> who did what more can I say was it Just Blaze uh, what more can I say I think is Just Blaze yeah I'd say that or DJ Quick what more can I say is actually oh shit I forgot about these guys is the um, Buchanan's the Buchanan's production team I don't think they did much else and I'm really sorry to the Buchanan's if I fucked that really yeah I'm gonna have a look they know who they are they have done what more can I say for Jay-Z uh, after that they've done some stuff for Lupe Fiasco. Oh, okay. And they work with Lupe a lot by the looks of things. Right, that, um, would, that would explain nothing it. Nothing that was massive, but yeah, loads of stuff with Lupe, a little bit with Amory. So, bit of a bit of a sideways pick that, but um, that is a fucking banger that they've made. That there. is a banger. That is a banger. And actually, on Fade to Black, do you remember there's that bit where he's getting played like a million beats and he's yeah. like, not sure, not sure. Yeah. That's them. There's two of them. Yes. And they play fuck loads of beats. And Jay and I think in like the voiceover is like, you know, sometimes I just have to hear the right thing. I want to hear it. I go for it. And he hears like what more can I say? And he's like, Yep, yeah, that's it. And yeah. just records the whole thing instantly. Yeah. It's amazing how he has that ability to do that. <sighs> like he made a big thing about it throughout his career about not writing things down. Yeah. And not writing raps. And I think you see that process during that documentary. Yeah. He goes, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just yeah. going to wing it because I've heard this beat and that's it. And I've got an idea and then that's it. We're going to do it kind of thing. It's amazing. Biggie it amazing. was the same. I think there's one or two other rappers that do it as well. Just compile it in their mind about what they're going to do and then are able to do it like... On demand. It's yeah, it's amazing. Like, And I, I think around the, the 2000s, there was that kind of time where they were stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Whereas back, I imagine in the, in the older days, they kind of just recorded the song. Yeah. Whereas it was like, we can stop here and we'll do a bit here and we'll do a bit here. And it's kind of cheating in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he did, he, I think he did actually on 99 problems, didn't he Jay-Z? Yeah. He, he recorded the police bit a few Be times. Didn't because he? he has to do both parts. Yeah. He had to do it in bits. Yeah. But yeah. He, yeah. But again, you think about that. He's written a track with multiple parts yeah. in his head. Yeah, I mean the, How, the right. skill set of that yeah. is fucking ridiculous. You, you feel like you'd have to write that down. All right, there we'll have that there, and then we'll put this yeah. police bit in there. And he's done it all in his in his head. It's amazing. 
Um, I'm going to go Best B, Encore, Kanye West. Yeah, that, okay. You know that sort of like horn section? Yeah. The way he ties that in and it kind of at the end it like goes off into this kind of like longer section, opens it up. Mm-hmm. Like Kanye does that quite a bit where he has like a simple riff and then kind of expands it with a bit of an orchestra type scenario. Right. I feel that that track's actually really fucking emotive and really powerful. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I would probably go for that because it's like, it's still like, hip-hop that hits but it's also does have that emotion aspect to it and the idea of him retiring and all yeah, that yeah, shit. yeah and that was that was one of the best one of the, one of the better songs on the album but also it really captured that retirement theme really well definitely the title you know encore it was just it's such a it was such a good song for the theme of the album Makes so kanye sense. has two beats on the album then yeah he has lucifer lucifer and, and encore, encore yeah, okay. which though they're probably my two favorites uh, okay but I didn't for a long time. I didn't. Uh, I thought Encore was just Blaze, ah, but it's not. It's no, Kanye. It's and I, Kanye. Because at that time, Kanye was still kind of a new producer, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. he started having his own stuff, and there was like other stuff coming out, and I was like, oh shit, this is the same guy. Yeah. I started to work it out. Um, but yeah, I love that. Um, let's talk about no proper features on this album. Yeah, like, there's bits from people, yeah. like you know, obviously a little bit of Pharrell on Change Clothes, and a little yep. bit like Timbo ad libs and stuff like that, and Kanye ad libs. But there's no verses from anyone else. Mm. Which is interesting because we're so used to it now, but actually that was a kind of hip hop tradition. You didn't really have yeah. features. Do you think that was because of the whole it's retirement? It's like I'm going to give you maximum Jay Z. Yeah, I think so. I think, and it's a short album as well. It's 12, 13 tracks. Fourteen tracks. One Fourteen of them tracks altogether. Um, it, you, I was because um, I was thinking earlier where would I put one in? Because I know you've got a question there. Well, yeah, if yeah. you had a guest, where would you put? Them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's tough. You know, I suppose because the album's 15 years old now and we love it for what it is, it's hard to think about how you would change it. Yeah. Um, but I know you haven't asked the question yet, but I'm going to answer it anyway. No, go on. Um, my first song, because I would give somebody their first song on my first song. That's kind of cool, yeah. I like like that somebody that hasn't made anything yet, hasn't got an album out that perhaps he signed, that someone that perhaps he believes in, giving them the middle verse on that it doesn't have to be the last verse give them the middle verse let Jay-Z have the last verse yeah. but giving somebody new a J. Cole type person a Lupe somebody that that hadn't blown yet it's their first song their first project it wouldn't be their very first song but their first song for the masses and I think that would have been a nice thing to yeah. pass the torch do you know what I think as well considering at the time what he was doing I think that would have been the perfect opportunity to introduce Kanye yeah yeah it had College Dropout came out yeah <sighs> That really, was it. Came out that year. It was because it actually beat um, yeah. that album to the Grammy. To the Grammy, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Probably Dropout won the Grammy. Yeah, yeah. So I can't remember which one came first. Um, I could probably check, can't I? Um, but yeah, I feel like if, I feel like Black Album came out first. Yeah, in which case that would have been amazing. It right? may have worked. That may have worked. But we shall never know. Because um, you know, on College Dropout, when. Um, Jay-Z says, fuck you, Kanye, for making me do this shit. Yeah, exactly. And I think he'd retired by then. I think that album was had was out by then. That's a good point. Um, and I think, yeah, I think perhaps Black Album did come out first. So it might have worked. Right, I'm just having a look at yeah, this. Let's, let's so, find out. February 10th, 2004 was College Dropout. Oh. And yeah, Black Album was released in 2003, so the year before. Oh, really? Oh, okay. November. So, so it's it like works. November to February. That would have worked then. So it would have been great because it would have been a couple of months before the release. Yeah. So I think like they missed a trick there because I think that the, the whole idea of that I'm retiring and then it's like, but I'm leaving you this. Like, mm. I'm leaving you this. And then it's particularly as 
I think even then he could have known that Kanye would have at least been a very big artist for a short spell. Mm. So it wouldn't have been a bad thing to have done. Yeah. Who did the beat on my first song? Who did that? My first song is... I've got the track list here. Uh, it was... Uh, Joe 3H oh, okay. and Aqua okay that was that was a nice it's a, it's a great song to close the album that yeah one. It really it's really is. good it is a really really good so song so Joe 3H was one of the guys who wanted to, if you've listened to um, Last Call on Close Dropout yep, yep. he talks about Joe 3H trying to sign him to think for Capitol Records okay he was a big big pusher of early Kanye and just couldn't get the deal over the line right. so you're gonna be a big star buddy like yeah. that guy he just couldn't uh, couldn't get it across the line so he's obviously yeah. like was already dealing with Kanye and was already kind of in the mix at that time so it's kind of interesting mm. um, cool right well look, let's have another quick break uh, and then we've got um, a load more stuff to get into I want to talk about favourite lyrics verses from the album um, want to compare this to his whole catalogue mm. um, and also I've got a couple of questions um, just about the kind of fallout after this album okay so we're going to get into that so we have a quick Excellent. break and then we'll come back <laughs> welcome back Notorious P.O.D. Black Album Cal let's mm. talk about so we had a question from Ben Larkis right and he's asked us, uh, he released this as his farewell album. Mm -hmm. Given subsequent solo releases, should he have stayed out of the game? Oh, um, it's a no, very big question. No. Um, Kingdom Come was a massive disappointment. Yeah. That that was the album straight after the Black so. Album. I think so. Yeah. Um, I remember writing an Amazon review about it, being really <laughs> upset. Um, I think I gave it like two out of five or something. I had a spree of writing Amazon reviews. Love it, man. Uh, Love yeah, it. if you want early Qaeda literature, then that's where you'll find it on Amazon. <laughs> Just in the dungeons of Usually Amazon reviews. over rap albums or WWE computer games. <laughs> um, so good. But um, yeah, Kingdom Come was really poor. Yeah. Um, Blueprint Free was really poor. Yeah, he did American um, Gangster. I liked American Gangster. There were some great lot, tracks on there. A great lot. Tracks on there. That's one of my favourite Jay Z albums. Like American yeah. Gangster was great. He gave Puffy control of it. Yeah, um, it's a big call. Because even though Puffy's no producer, he ain't gonna make a. He's no beat maker. He is like a conductor. He's a perfect exec producer. Yeah. He knows what should go where yeah. and what's a hit. That's he doesn't know how to do it, yeah. but he'll say, that needs to be louder. Yeah. That needs to be that little bit lower. Like yeah. He knows what he, he knows in his mind's eye what he wants. He just yeah. don't, can't do it himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, he was the best person for that American Gangster album. I thought it was a great album. Yeah, also but, like the Idris Elba uh, intro. Yeah, so random. I didn't even... Do you know what? I listened to American Gangster on the way back. I came back from holiday. I came back from Greece the other week and I decided to listen to American Gangster. And it was the very first time I realised it was Idris. Yeah. Like, I thought it was that um, that old boy that does all the voiceovers for stuff that uh, I think he was... I can't remember the guy's name, but he does a lot of voiceover work. He did a voiceover for uh, a Jack Johnson documentary called uh, Jack Johnson the Boxer called uh, Unforgivable Blackness. He's just this old wise black guy that does voice. voiceovers for everything and i yeah. thought it was him because he just did everything yeah, yeah um and then it was only when i listened to it last time i was like is this idris <laughs> and it sounds like he just sounds like stringer bell yeah and exactly. i'm just like oh shit string like yeah, it's it was the first time yeah. i realized it was idris elba and that was such a cool intro yeah, yes beyonce wicked. does her bit as well and um 
I really like the the American Gangster album. Yeah, it's got really a- good. Anthony Hamilton on one of the tracks. Yeah, one, my favorite song is probably Ignorant Shit. Yeah, Beanie Siegel verse. Yeah, that's such great. a cool, such a great song. Ron Isley, Ron Isley sample. Yeah, like as soon as you hear that, uh, and Jay Z says at the start. As soon as you hear it, it's a hit. Like, as soon as you hear yeah. it, it's a hit. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you're talking about Ron Isley. Yeah. Like, that's who we're talking about. It's Ballad for a Fallen Soldier, the sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking such raw, a, mate. Yeah, and it's just like anything with Ron Isley on it, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a big album. But Blueprint 3 was dead. Yeah. I really didn't like Blueprint Same. 3. Kingdom Come was bad. But 444? 444 was really good. I really fucking good. on the way here, and it's such a cool album. Yeah, it's really um, good. Although there's um, Story of OJ on that album, yeah. but Pusha T has like, Pusha T with his diss song about Drake, Story it's like he took that beat. Yeah. It's like, no, it's my beat now. Yeah. Like, cause as soon as I hear that beat, I don't think of Jay-Z song. Yeah. I think of Pusha. I've probably listened to that song more. That, yeah. that was, you talk about hard diss tracks. Story of Added, added On. Adian, yeah. Adian is such... Fucking brutalizing. That yeah, was the hardest diss track since Aoife. Like, yeah. no doubt about it. It was so nice. There was there was some other ones along the way, but that was so savage. Cause it was about, like we were talking about earlier, it's about facts. Personal shit. Came at him with facts. Like, yeah. I got your son. Yeah. Like, it was just... Mate, yeah, was, fucking brutal. But should he have stopped? No. Because then we wouldn't have got um, 444. We wouldn't have got American Gangster. No, no, but there was some trash in there. Yeah, Kingdom Come sure. and Blueprint 3 in particular were trash. So I had this theory that actually at the time, I remember talking about it. So my, my friend Carl, um, big up MC Ruff, he was a massive Jay-Z fan. He, right. was, he got me into Jay-Z. And um, at the time he was like gutted. He was like, I can't believe this is his last album. Like, I'm really fucked off about this. And I said to him, like, I can definitely see a world where he has a couple of years off builds this idea that he's retired mm. and then that you know the whole like jehovah it's like a resurrection right. right so i thought the whole marketing material they were going to kind of have it as like yeah resurrection jehovah's back like the second coming type thing and do this whole kind of religious stick about kind right. of being i'm the best i'm so good like i came back basically like you know this alignment with this idea of jesus i, th- I just was convinced that was what yeah, was going to happen yeah, yeah. And then to just come back with like Kingdom Come, and it's just like, it was as though Black Album never happened. Yeah. It was such a misstep for yeah. me. I was a bit like, you've had a fucking nightmare yeah. with that. It was, it was, the, it was in hindsight, if, he'd, if, that, if the Black Album was his last album, perfect way to go out. Oh, God, yeah. Perfect way to go out. The documentary, the whole thing, pass the torch, give it to the younger guys. But to come out with Kingdom Come with with your mate Chris Martin on it and you know yeah, just, just oh it was awful it was really awful I had a couple of Dr. Dre beats on it Jay-Z and Dr. Dre don't really work no like, and also Watcher the, 2 was great yeah. but they don't really work no. um, it was a bad album it was a bad album it was a bit of a stinker so what's his worst album his worst album is probably Kingdom Come yeah that Blueprint 3 yeah I hate Blueprint 3 it was fucking trash yeah Really didn't like that at all. Yeah. Um, so the answer is no, because we wouldn't have got 444, but I yeah. see why he asked the question. Yeah, I th- I mean, like I said, I think that he should have come back. I just think he should have done it better. And he should have almost, as good as Black Album was, I think that he needed to essentially equal it to not impact that legacy. Mm. And I think because it kind of was a, a bit of a flop, mm. he's still, Jay-Z's still in that conversation, the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop. He's still in that conversation. Yeah. But I think it would have been more, much more powerful if he'd have come back with something better, yeah. and, he did, and he fucked it. So it's a bit yeah. of a shame. But where does this? So we, we've obviously spoken about um, 
whether or not he should have come back, but where does this album sit in his actual catalogue? Because obviously he's got Reasonable Doubt is considered like a classic. I think everyone accepts that. Yep. I think a lot of people would put like Blueprint in some form, whether it's Blueprint 1, the 2.1, 2, the kind of amalgamation of that era where he was, right. you know, like the Kanye and Just Blaze beats, you know, uh, Girls, 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 I think, uh, Heart of the City, That yeah. you know, those tracks are fucking banging. I think, yeah, I think... His three best albums are Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint One, and The Black Album. Yeah. I think those are his three best albums. Agreed. If you say another one, you probably need your hard drive checking. But, <laughs> but, but I think those are his three best albums. And you can, I think you, Reasonable Doubt is probably his best album. Yeah. But Black Album's in the conversation. It's up there. It's up there along with Blueprint One. I think yeah. those are his three best. I agree with that, mate. And I think... Uh, me personally, I really liked the Blueprint era, and I, th- I kind of feel like the Black Album's kind of in that section of it's just Blaze, it's Kanye, it's yeah. Neptune's-ish kind of sounding. Um, so yeah, for me, and I think you're right. I think because those albums came out when I was listening to them, I kind of have that affinity to them. Yeah. Reasonable Doubt is an all-time hip hop like classic yes. yeah. that transcends like that is in the Illmatic bracket. It's a classic. Um, so I think yeah, it's in it's in that top three of his best albums for. for 100 percent. i don't yeah. think there's any doubt yeah. about that um let's talk about let's get into the bars this Ooh, album. Okay. verses um any standout verses any standout lyrics we mentioned the talib kweli common sense one which i think is is yeah. one of the best lyrics on the album when i read that question earlier on i i think what the the song with the most quotables is probably what more can i say yeah. pound for pound i'm the best to ever come around here excluding yeah. nobody look what i embody the soul of a hustler really ran the street that is just like sick that for me, that is like my favorite quotable from the Black Album. Yeah. It's just what we were talking about earlier on. We were talking about that record and this album is I'm the nicest. I'm the nicest to ever do it. Yes, I use, yes, I quote Biggie because there's the bar where he talks about quoting Biggie. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, I quote Biggie, but I'm the nicest. Me, I'm the king of New yeah. York. And it's that whole song is about it's him putting his, his sword in the front kind of thing. You know, sword, yeah. you know? yeah, so I think sure. that that's one that stands out for me. Yeah, it's a good shout. I mean, I mentioned it as like one of my favorite instrumentals, and also think the the lyrics on there are amazing, which is encore. Like mm. even the first, you know, first verse is like, "Who you know fresher than hope? Riddle me that. The rest of you know where I'm lyrically at. Yeah, ain't none of y'all mirror move back. Y'all hearing me rap? It's like hearing G rap in his prime. Um, it's just like like G rap, little G rap mentioned exactly, there, boy. It's just fucking so good, and the way he just kind of like he keeps going in about sort of like grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just very well put together in terms of rhyme scheme. It just sounds fresh. It's mm. kind of quick, but you can understand it. Because Jay Z, I think we've spoken about on um, when we did Reasonable Doubt with Tony D. He's got lots of different flows. Yeah, like he can really change it up, which obviously lends itself to saying like I'm one of the best. Yeah. He can do that quick flow. He's got that nice. But that was kind of like how he got going when like he was with Jazzo. He was yeah. kind of doing that really machine gun. Like he was like he did that. I don't think it suited him really, but. Once, whereas Reasonable Doubt was the complete opposite to that. Yeah. And he, he did, he could do anything. He could do any style. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Biggie, you know. Um, obviously, Notorious Thugs, when Biggie gets on a track with Bone Thugs and Harmony Just, and does their style better than them. It's like, fucking It must have really hurt their feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's you know, you know rappers great when they can do a, any kind of style like that. Yeah, mate, for sure. And I think, at the, I mean... Jay-Z gets a lot of heat, man. I remember being in New York and people were like, they were talking about 
um, basically, I, you know, you see these guys that like sell CDs and stuff like that. In oh, New yeah, York, yeah, right? yeah. So I got chatting to these guys. I was like, yeah, from London. Um, and then they were like, oh, what sort of hip hop do you like? And I was just like listing people I liked. And I got to like Jay-Z and they were just like, like they just didn't give a fuck. And it's like, he's almost become like uncool to like yeah, Jay-Z yeah, to a certain like point. When was that? Was that recently? No, this was, this was like... This was probably like not long after Black Album, actually. Right, right, right. So there was a lot of ha- like hate even then for him, like a yeah. bit like blah, we're over him. Um, but at the time, he, he probably was the best in the world, right? Mm, I think yeah. it's like more than fair to say he was one of the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at that point, he was, yeah, he was the best best in the world. Best though. alive, for definitely. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I think that he had a fair shout to say, you know. That I think, you know, there. obviously by then he'd, you know, reasonable doubt was why we all loved him initially. And then... By by that point, he'd made Bonnie and Clyde. He'd he'd got with Beyonce. They'd yeah. done Crazy in Love. He'd become a pop star, and so the guys selling mixtapes, they're not going to resonate to that, are they? They're not. They, you know, they're going to start. True. They're going to resonate to Saigon or someone like mate, that. It's very true. It's yeah. a good shout. Um, okay, mate. Last last couple of questions. Then we're getting some listener questions, and then we're going to open the floor up. Um, do you remember the Danger Mouse Grey album? Yeah. Yes. And do you remember obviously the Lincoln Park yes. uh, Collision Course album? So for those that don't remember, Danger Mouse was like, I guess, like a producer. He essentially took the white album by the Beatles yeah. and the black album Jay-Z and did like one of those mashups where he kind of like put yeah. Beatles beats with... It was very clever, actually. Uh, and it was really rare. It was back in the days where basically there was like snide copies going around yeah. and you had to either download it from like LimeWire, Morpheus, those sites. Yeah. Uh, or like know someone who had a copy and it, like people just like, like give you like copied versions of CDs. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it was rare to get hold of it. And then the Linkin Park thing was later. Like, which, yep. in terms of crossovers, like mashing up tracks, basically, yep. which one was better? Uh, so, full disclosure, I've never listened to the Grey album in my life. And do you know what? That doesn't surprise me because it was fucking hard to listen to. Like, it was rare. Yeah. You couldn't get. I've hold got of it. it. Yeah. I don't. I didn't buy it. Actually, I think I might have bought it. I think I might have. Ooh, I think I might have bought a dodgy copy from a market. Yeah. You know? I feel like I've got a dodgy copy from a market. I didn't listen to it because the beat was a shit. Yeah, they're the shittest band of all time. Yeah. Queen are much better. The Queen are much better. Much better. Uh, I think this is like it's not even a point worth debating. Like who's no. better between Queen and the Beatles? So I never listened to the Grey album because the beat was a shit. Yeah, and so, um, <laughs> <laughs> right, we, so I never listened yeah. to it. I never yeah, listened yeah. to it, and so it just so. But I did listen to the Lincoln Park one. Yeah. So uh, what was that called? It was called Collision, uh, Collision course. course. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I at the time I worked in a warehouse. Whipping oh, the old forklift around. Oh, go yeah. On, boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked in a warehouse doing nights. Proper and craft, uh, my supervisor, he bought Collision Course and he bought an album that you guys, that you did a podcast about the other week, a, a, a Grand Don't Come For Free. Yeah, boy. Which is a banger. Like, yeah. That album is so nice. I'm just, I haven't got around to listening to that podcast yet, but I'm going to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, you'll enjoy that, mate. It's I'm good, not man. a huge Streets fan, but we used to listen to those two all the time. Yeah. I preferred the Streets album to Collision Course, but so for me the Linkin Park one's better. Yeah. But that's by default because I've never listened to the Grand because fuck the Beatles. Yeah, fuck Paul, the Beatles. Paul they're, they're McCartney shit. can suck a dick. Yeah, the shit compared to Veggie Queen. Burgers can fuck off. Yeah, I mean, just in very simple terms, uh, the reason the Beatles are so shit. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, Flav, who did the uh, Slim Shady LP, basically he was banging on about the Beatles, and I just, I just, this is my honest opinion. I, yeah. I genuinely think Queen are better right um that cops a lot of hate for obvious reasons yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think that people basically don't explore yeah. why the beatles are so good it's just one of those things it's like if you say it people are like well yeah. this the beatles they're the best band ever yeah they, they might have been the biggest band at the time yeah but their drummer was absolute garbage yeah 
absolute garbage. They can't sing. None of them have got as good a voice as Freddie no. Mercury, and none of them are as good a guitarist as Brian May. No. So shut up. Like they're just, they're just a shit take. That to be honest, That's, yeah. I've always just looked at yeah. like a boy band. Yeah. And my mum used to listen to the Beatles growing up. So the music that your parents like, I always hated. Yeah. That was just how I was. You like the Beatles, mum? I hate them. Yeah. And I like Queen. You know, um, Wayne's World. Yeah. Where they play Bohemian Rhapsody and they kind of do da, 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 da. That was my era. Sounds like Wayne's an Eminem World. beat there, to be honest. It's gonna oh, be the running. It's gonna be the name of this podcast, Eminem beats. Eminem beats, yeah, all <laughs> sound the same, but they're Queen are much better. Um, but what was he talking about? So yeah, by default, the winner is Collision Course. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually, all jokes aside, I actually really liked that um, the Graham crossover. It was really cool. I'm not, again, all jokes aside, I'm not a massive Beatles fan, but I respect them, and I thought it was an interesting idea, essentially taking you know one of the greatest bands of all time and Jay Z and just mashing it together it was just a cool concept um i really liked collision course i think it works better because it was actually the two of them collaborating yeah, yeah, yeah. um which made it better but yeah it was actually really liked collision course i thought it was really good yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay let's um just got one more question for you about the album then we're gonna get into some listener questions okay. um for people who've never heard this album why would you recommend it because there are a lot of people who like hip-hop right but they don't they don't always listen to certain albums for whatever reason yeah. just pass them by why should they go out and spend their money on fucking signing up to like um, Tidal? Because you can't listen to it any fucking where, like yeah. anywhere. So is Jay Z? Is his stuff not on Spotify? No, he's taking it all it's off. It's only Tidal. on Tidal. I don't blame him. I, I mean, it's his own platform. It's right, his so own platform, makes so total he sense. should do that. Really, you don't want to. Yeah, it's just yeah. a bullet because I literally don't listen to much Jay Z now because I can't fucking listen to it. Uh, iPod Classic, mate. Mate, we've spoken about this before. You need to the get iPod back the iPod balling. Classic. And just start loading that bitch up. Mate, I'll hook a, you up. It's a good don't chat. worry. It's a good chat. Um, why? I think it's a good kind of. I think if you're not sure about Jay Z, listen to the Black Album. Great shout. Uh, because point. I think Reasonable Doubt is like for real for proper hip hop heads. Yeah. I think you can use the Black Album as a baby step into Jay Z, and they go, "Yeah, do you know what Jay Z's really good," and then go back to Reasonable Doubt. It's a good shout. It's yeah. like a gateway, isn't it? It's yeah, it's like yeah, it's a gateway drug. It's a starter before the main prawn cocktail. Yeah, you know, it's just a nice, yeah, nice little prawn gentle cocktail. way in. Like lovely tomato soup with some lovely like rustic bread and butter. Yeah, really nice. A bit of foreplay. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm, yeah, foreplay for the mouth. Yeah. Um, right, just we got one one listener question this week, mate. Nice and easy. Oh, okay. Uh, Kino asks us, how has this album aged, and is this his most commercial album? Yes, I think it is his most commercial album. I, I would say so. I because I think you you listed the producers earlier on. A lot of those are big hitters. Yeah. They're guys that have had big big runs, made loads of hit songs. Um, so yes, I'd say it is his most commercial album. There's probably six or seven songs on there that you could make other than Fret. You couldn't make Fret a single. No, Fret could not be a single. You could you. not play that. No, I keep trash bags for me. <laughs> Keep trash bags. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I want to change my Twitter profile to just be I keep trash bags with me. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Just and so people know. Just so people know, like why the fuck? And then like, oh, you're not shit. afraid to dump somebody off if you need yeah, to. Yeah. You know, if you've got to dump somebody off, then you will do it. Yeah, like, I'll do it. Fuck, it's amazing. So good. Oh god. So, um, what was the question? I totally forgot. Uh, how has this album aged? Oh, I still listen to it now. Yeah, I listen to it today. Uh, love it. I still love it. Um, there's 
there's some you know there's a lot of albums out there that don't age well yeah. I'm not sure Kamikaze will age well we were talking about Eminem earlier True, yeah, on yeah. I'm not sure how that will age I think a lot of modern music mo won't age well because we're we're consuming it in a different way totally we're not rinsing CDs until they're scuffed to death anymore yeah um, so I think that's gonna be true for a lot of modern music which is really sad yes um but there will still be really great albums from modern times that we'll listen that we'll love and we'll still listen to forever it's aged well for me um i think it will always age well it's got it's got so many big big moments of of hip-hop on that album i think i think it will age fine mate it's a great shout um okay well look that's that's the album wrapped up um, I want to open the floor now, mate. Okay. So you can talk about anything you want. You can talk hip hop. You can talk Jay Z. You can talk this album. You can just talk to me about like insects if you want. Oh, really? Or just what like we're doing now. Yeah, or like cups of tea, whatever you want to talk about, mate. Just okay. like open it up. The reason I'm, that I wanted to do this is because you know people who listen to hip hop, they're they're three dimensional people. Yeah. You know, they've got like lots going on in their lives, yeah. and sometimes you know they're interested in what our guests have to say about just other stuff. So oh, okay, mate, open it up. Oh God! Oh, you've put me on the spot. It's here. a lot of pressure, isn't it? That but, is I mean, a lot of pressure. You, you can just like we can talk about hip hop, man. We can talk about yeah, stuff that's yeah, going yeah. on, new artists, old artists, wherever you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what was uh, what was that thing they were talking about the other day? There was a thing. Uh, somebody asked that question that we was all talking about. In the, there's a couple of things that we were talking about in our little mini group that we yeah, got. Yeah, the hip hop forum. So let's talk about those. Okay. Um, there was that rappers that you never really. Yes, good shout. That we that, that are really good, and everyone says are really good. Yeah, but you just didn't take. Just don't get them. Just don't just get them. And tell us your one. Red man. Yeah. Don't get it. And like, and I basically people go, oh, red man is amazing. I just sit there in silence, thinking, is he? Like, is, for me, it's like everyone tells me how great he is. Like his credentials there. Like he's always in like really high up lists of hmm. you know, best MCs and stuff like that. And he's like. Eminem mentioned favorites. it on the Eminem show. He has him as like his number one. Yeah, and I just, I just don't get it. Yeah, like I, I never listen to him. And be like, fuck, that's hard. Yeah, and it's not like you know Eminem has like uh, kind of jokey like punchline lyrics, and so does like Big L and people like that. He doesn't really have that either. Like I just yeah. don't know why people like him. I just cannot get it. I've I'm not an expert on his albums at all. Like. He's cool. I don't dislike him. Mm. I think he's a good shout. I think that's actually a really good shout for this topic, for rappers that are, are, are supposed to be really good, but you just haven't got it. Um, I remember, like, um, I'll, I'll do mine now. Yeah, go on. Tribe Called Quest. Don't get it. Like, their most recent album, I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. but And I like Q-Tip. Like, I like Q-Tip. But... I think I remember one time I thought, oh, let's listen to some old Tribe Called Quest. And I did. I was like, this is fucking shit. <laughs> and then he added Q-Tip. You shit. Mate, what's the shit? Yeah, yeah, it was just, I don't, like early Tribe Called Quest just doesn't do it for me. Just doesn't. Big Daddy Kane. Early Big Daddy Kane doesn't do it for me either. Yeah. I, and I think there was this, I remember uh, there's kind of a saying, or it's, I think it's one of my sayings, to be honest. Music marks time. Yeah. And I think for a lot of, a lot of music's timeless. I think that's fair. You know, I wasn't around when, well, I was around when like Michael Jackson shit, you know, Thriller and stuff came out yeah. and that's classic shit and that will always be classic yeah. shit. But there's some music which, own, if you heard it at the time, it's like amazing. But if you brought it out now, it'd be dead. Yeah. And I think that's true of Tribe Called Quest. I think it's true of like Big Daddy Kane and a lot of the early kind of rappers, like early golden era kind of rappers that came around. Yeah. They, their music doesn't transcend, probably because the lyrics are quite basic. 
Yeah. And the beats are quite a little bit basic as well. Yeah, man, it's, a, it's a fair shot. But uh, Rakim uh, does carry. Yeah. Me. It's weird, isn't it? Because it, we're, not, we're not throwing shade at these people. We're not saying no, they're no, not no. good. Actually, the opposite. We're saying, look, we, we appreciate that they're good. It just doesn't resonate with us. Mm. And, and that's the thing. I think there's probably lo- loads of artists, if I really like, thought about it, or went through my, like, I have a playlist, which is just like hip-hop ultimate list. Just right. any hip-hop song that I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like nearly a thousand songs, right? Yeah. And there's probably, if I went through it, there'd probably be like glaring gaps of people that I'm like, I I've got like one song by particular right. eyes. Redman, I have one song. I don't have any songs. Sort of. I have yeah. all these albums because that's the kind of guy I am. I like to just have <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean I'm paid for it, but <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, just, I, like, I enjoy the pursuit of finding albums. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, Red Man just yeah. There is a lot of artists like that. It's just like meh, like yeah, you're cool, and maybe I'll hear. You know, I think you were saying earlier about being at a gig and them just playing random tunes. How many times have you discovered like absolute bangers? Yeah, like at random gigs. That's a lot of the time you're at a gig. That's the best part of the gig. Totally, mate. You know, and I was at a D'Angelo gig, and he was super late. Yeah, he was super. I never forgave him for it. I'm just like, look, just come on, do entitled, and I will be happy. <laughs> just do, just do that just for do me, that. and I'll be happy. Good. You know, yeah. and he did, and he smashed it, and it was great, and there was beautiful women everywhere, and so I yeah. was happy. But you know, it's just yes, a lot of the time that you discover great music because of that, and I've heard a lot of great Q-tip songs through that yeah. as well. It's true. Good stuff. All right, mate. Well, look, thanks so much. Um, just quickly to, to everyone that's listening, if you want to give us your um, five for five, essentially give us five star review and then leave us, tell us who your top five favorite MCs are. So they don't necessarily have to be the best, but just who are your five favorites. Um, we add all the songs we've been speaking about. We can't do it though, because it's not on Tidal. Well, ah, we, we do it on Spotify. Yeah. We can't add the Jay-Z songs. Sign up for Tidal. So sign up Get for Tidal. Get a day thing. And then I'll just do it. It's like be a playlist for 30 days and yeah. then it's gone. Or just YouTube it. Go on YouTube and watch yeah. the documentary. Although, do you know what? I actually looked to listen to a lot of the Black Album stuff on YouTube and he's yeah. fucking got it off there as well. Bravo. Mate, he's relentless Bravo. with his... What do you think about... Um, there we go. We're going to do a random... Talk about random shit. What do you yeah, think about on. Jay-Z and the NFL thing? I think it's one of those things. He's he is His modus operandi is cash and how to make yeah. a lot of it, right? Yeah. And he said before, it's like, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Yeah. And it's like, he is looking at every opportunity and yeah. going, how can I become yeah. a billionaire? I want to yeah. be a fucking big dog. Yeah. And I think he's just looking at it cynically and being like, I can make a lot of money yeah. and I can be involved in something. When like I this. saw the, the uh, I saw some quotes from him about we're past kneeling and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I need to see the clip and I need to see the context because what we what we're in today in the world of social media and instagram with like 60 second videos is small clips of people saying certain things it, but yeah. not seeing the context of the totally. conversation so i saw the context of the conversation it was charlemagne who asked the question he's a dickhead to be honest I don't yeah, know, I well. um and i thought i can go with that when he yeah. said it now i'm thinking now you're just a sellout you're just a yeah. sellout mate and you know, I don't fuck with the NFL at all. Like, I'm, I wouldn't. I think it's a dead sport to be honest. It's not the kind of sport I'd watch. But I wouldn't really support that organization at all. Um, and I am really quite disappointed in him for doing that. Yeah. Um, just like I was disappointed in Kanye for wearing that fucking MAGA hat. Um, so um, interesting as well. Kanye 
he's gone like full Jesus, isn't he? Yeah, although he's still still saying mad shit. Yeah, like yeah. there's a, again talking about small clips in it. Yeah, he's like doing this show and he's like doing this whole like oh, he's you know, gospel thing about basically our ne next time if they come with boats and nets, like let's not all stand in the same place. And you're like, so you're making it sound like they just fucking stood there and just waited. To get like punished. yeah, he did like, that. That was the, that's the thing about Kanye. Like everyone says he's not well yeah. and um all of that sort of stuff i never forgave him for them i don't think i'll ever forgive him for the maga hat and i never forgave him that saying slavery was a choice and i'll never forgive him for it because i just thought no you've gone too far mate i yeah. just think you've gone too far and we and we in society where we cancel you know people for much less god yeah much less and totally. i think if he was a, a middle of the road kind of producer um oh, or mc like a jada kiss or a fabulous, I think he'd be cast like just fucking forget Done. him. But yeah. because he's genius, like oh no, he's not well. Oh oh, and everyone kind of like it's such a big deal when his albums come out. Like fuck him. Like honestly, sorry, so I'll stop talking about Kanye. No mate, it's, it's it's a it's all fair points. Yeah. I think you're right in terms of like there's absolutely nothing wrong with people from any community having a different political view, right? And that actually. When he first started talking about, you know, basically different views on how he sees the black community and how he thinks that they can, you know, essentially improve their standard of living. Yeah. You're completely entitled to do that. As soon as you start essentially revising history yeah. and talking about um, slavery as a choice, yeah. you've just gone beyond the pale. Like yeah. you've, you've completely lost it at that point. Yeah. And anything you then say after that yeah. becomes like, well, you thought slavery was a choice, so yeah. why would I like listen to this? And I think you're totally right. If he was anyone else, and he's still saying mad shit, and people are still fucking. He was talking about the Republican Party about how they freed the slaves, mate. That was 150 years ago. That was in 1864. I know yeah. a little bit about the Civil War. Like it was yeah. 1864, mate. That was a long time ago. This yeah. Republican Party that you love so much is not. They're not that party anymore. Yeah. The Democrats aren't perfect. I'm not an expert on U.S. politics, but. Like the Republicans are not your friend. They don't care about you. They certainly don't care about your people. Like, yeah. come on, sort it out. Yeah, he's um he's fucking mad. Um, bless him. Bless him. But um, well, I'm probably gonna give this new album a listen when it comes out. Just have a couple of flicks through it. I can't saying. be objective. I can't listen. Like, yay! I probably listened to it. I listened to it once. It I listened right. to it once. It right. And but no, I see. I couldn't be neutral. Yeah. My I, I dislike him so much. I listened to Ye and Jesus. I was just like, fuck him. No, shit. Shit, worst album ever. The Beatles are better. Like, yeah. I just, just, <laughs> like, I'd rather listen to a whole album of Eminem Beats. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, I'd, bum. like, I'd rather listen to yeah. that, the same bit. Like, I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't be neutral, and I wish I could. But I'm still quite confident that Ye and Jesus are both shit. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't be neutral. I couldn't. Yeah, mate. Fair enough. I hear you. Um, bro been an absolute pleasure thank you sir mate thank you so much always great when you come on always get loads of good feedback about your insight passion knowledge and love of hip-hop mate so thanks oh, so thank much. you so much that's so nice um we have got a bad boy special coming up uh with with cow and also with t who's obviously as we said bold it yeah like he has for now. It. um we're going to basically be talking about uh the impact of of bad boy records talking about the artists talking about some of the hits talking about puffy uh, talking about obviously the Biggie incident and kind of off the back of that, we're going to probably do some other uh, record labels, aren't we, mate? So we'll probably do um, Death Row and we'll, we'll look at some other record labels. So it's going to be like a little kind of accompanying series to yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of do on the main pod. So it's going to be going to be fun, mate. 
Yeah, man. It's like there was, there's, you know, hip hop is full of these dynasties. Yeah. These, they, they tend to be quite short runs. Yeah. There's not, it's hard to think of a label that Def Jam's probably, probably the label yeah. that went on for the longest and had the longest run in terms of success. But these artist run labels only had short spells totally. you know death row quite short bad boy rockefeller it was all very short runs but they made a big impact and so it's great to talk about and so interesting so yeah we're gonna that series will come as soon as we can record them we'll, we'll get them locked in and we'll release them on the main feed so you'll be able to listen to those as well so look mate thanks so much um if you want to follow us on twitter it's at notorious p underscore o underscore d instagram's just notorious pod if you want to follow me i'm just at the real john bass um Mate, quickly, uh, yeah. below the belt, for people that like boxing, yeah. they need to listen to this podcast, don't they, mate? They absolutely do. We're doing it really regularly. Mate, now. smashing it, mate. Smashing like, it. Like, I bought a f- sexy new mic. Ooh, yeah, shit, sexy bro. new mic so I, me and Flav can talk on Skype all the time. Beautiful. And uh, Flav, I love, like, he's been, to be honest, he's been a... Been gold, know, yeah. He, he has. He's been such a lifesaver for me. Like, he just, uh, he's, he's so keen. Like, yeah. he's so keen to do it. He's always makes the time to do it. And you can tell he's been doing some reading and he knows his shit a little bit. He yeah. tries to play himself down. He's smart. He is yeah. smart. He, like I've said before, man could do a podcast with a bag of washing and it'd be gold. <laughs> That's just... So yeah, we do it regularly. We try to do it quite regularly. Uh, we're not the biggest boxing nerds in the world. We're not gonna... We're not going to say stuff that goes over your head. We try to explain, you know, what this, you know, who's this champion, what these belts come from, what does it all mean? Um, and yeah, we're doing it regularly. And uh, yeah, we're at below the belt underscore on Twitter, Instagram, below the belt pod. And I'm on Twitter at BC the Grand Slam. I'm at BC the Grand Slam for everything. Yeah, for you're you're like properly I'm consistent. Up. Yeah, I like I'm it, consistent. Man. Like consistent. it. So yeah, make sure you're make sure you're following Cal, following uh, below the belt. If you like boxing definitely check it out for me I, I would consider myself a casual boxing fan mm. but it's really helped me to kind of elevate my knowledge and understand what's going on in divisions man so I like it a thank lot thank you so much no thank you mate it's been great so yeah, thanks so much for joining me mate really appreciate it um, get ready for the next episode and we will see you people soon peace peace bum 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 buddy are you fucking yeah that was hilarious that's exactly what they sound like it's like exactly what they sound like like they're all the same like Slim, like, we love you, but your beats all sound the same. Yeah, like, literally. Like, bum, bum, bum. Like, crack me up. This is Notorious P.O.D. The name's John Bass on this MIC. I brought a couple man alongside of me. I got Gary Roy Smith in the place to boot. We got murder stats and guests galore. You know we're talking real hip hop folklore. And we're gonna cover all the goddamn classics. Notorious POD, we're gonna smash it. Peace!